Good morning and welcome to Stony Brook Church and amen. Thank you, Christina, and leading us in such a joyful uh, way to enter into this time of worship together. I am Reverend Jennifer Casey and I bring you greetings on behalf of today's preacher, the Reverend Mary Jo Yakel. We are so glad that you are here worshiping with us today. A few announcements as we begin our time together. Uh, the U United Methodist Women's Retreat, the annual fall retreat, is coming up this coming Saturday. That's October 5th. Uh, women, you are all invited. It's going to be on Zoom this year in order to keep everybody safe and have as many people as possible who would like to participate in that join us. Yours truly will be leading the retreat, and I've decided the past six months have been a little bit rough. And so the retreat this year is designed to just see God's goodness and soothe our souls. So I hope that you'll be able to join me next Saturday morning. It's a three-hour retreat from 9 to noon. Also, it is that time when the Kairos Prison Ministry is uh, receiving chocolate chip cookies, just chocolate chip cookies this time, uh, for the incarcerated that are going through the Kairos program. Uh, we will be collecting cookies on October 4th, so that's a week from today, and October 11th, so in two weeks. So for all of you who love to bake, you can find uh, the instructions in your weekly announcements and plan on bringing those cookies back in so that we can bless our neighbors in the prison. And then finally, uh, you may notice our, uh, some people floating around with blue name tags on. Those are our newly minted Stephen ministers. You may recall about six or so months ago, we received our Stephen ministers who had gone through their extensive training uh, into this new ministry here at Stony Brook. They are available for any and all of you. If you would like a prayer today, you can stop one and ask for a prayer. If you want to learn more about the Stephen ministry, you can ask them questions, or if there's a way that you want to connect on a deeper level, you have that option as well. So just know when you see those blue name tags, those are our Stephen ministers, and they are here to support you in whatever ways that you need supported. At this time, I invite you to quiet your hearts and allow the prelude to prepare us as we continue to worship.
you join me in a continued spirit of prayer. Holy giver of life and love, you work in us and around us and through us. As you traveled among the Israelites on their way from slavery to freedom, you gave them water from the rock when they were thirsty. As you walked among the people in Jerusalem, you healed the sick and taught through parables and stories. As you move in and through our worship today, you offer yourself to us and to all the world. Unite us in love and service that we may bless the world in the name of Jesus, who teaches us what it means to do your will. Amen. continued spirit of prayer as we lay our hearts before God. Divine Pathmaker, you have set a way before us, and you invite us to join you. As we journey, we have new experiences and new perspectives, and we know in our heads that this is a good thing because it opens us up to seeing you in unexpected ways and yet we resist. We allow situations and people and experiences along the way to take us off course. And when we get off course, people get hurt. Oh God, we know this is not what you had in mind when you call us to love you and to love one another. Why is it so hard for us to love one another? God, it was another week of pain and grief, anxiety and outrage. 
We watched as those responsible for the death of Breonna Taylor weren't hold, held accountable. We were horrified at the violence which continued with the shooting of two police officers. God, none of this is okay. Help us to move past the ways we vitriolically politicize everything. Help us to work on creating a world where these things no longer happen. And on top of all of this, God, we have experienced our own heartache this, pa this past week. Our own hearts break open with illness and broken relationships and loss of job and financial situations that we hold near and dear to our heart. Help us, O oh God, be with us, heal our hearts, guide us to see the beauty in the world. We know it's there, shimmering and calling attention to you. May this be what undergirds everything we do. Help us to get out of our own way and to truly follow you. We pray all of this in the name of the one who walks the path alongside us, guiding us, loving us, and teaching us as we now join our voices together, praying the prayer that Jesus taught us by saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen.
how good it is to be together, to come into a moment where we attend to the scriptures, words that were gifted many, many years ago as a vibrant part of our history and a very big truth for our current reality. Would you hear these words, allowing the Holy Spirit to move in your midst and lift into your heart a place for you to take and think throughout this week. And may it be a gift to you. From the Gospel according to Matthew in the 21st chapter, beginning with the 23rd verse. When he entered the temple, the chief priests and the elders of the people came to him as he was teaching and said, by what authority are you doing these things? And who gave you this authority? Jesus said to them, I will also ask you one question. If you tell me the answer, then I will tell you by what authority I do these things. Did the baptism of John come from heaven or was it of human origin? And they argued with one another. If we say from heaven, he will say to us, then why did you not believe him? But if we say of human origin, we are afraid of the crowd, for all regard John as a prophet. So they answered Jesus, we do not know. And he said to them, neither will I tell you by what authority I am doing these things. And then he told a parable. What do you think? A man had two sons, and he went to the first and said, Son, go and work in the vineyard today. He answered, I will not. But later changed his mind and went. The father went to the second and said the same. He answered, I go, sir, but he did not. Which of the two did the will of his father? And they said, the first. Jesus said to them, truly, I tell you, the tax collectors and the prostitutes are going into the kingdom of God ahead of you. For John came to you in the way of righteousness, and you did not believe him. But the tax collectors and the prostitutes believed him. And even after you saw it, you did not change your minds and believe him. The word of the Lord for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Will you pray with me? And now, almighty God, either through or in spite of this, thy servant, speak to these, your beloved ones, who sit at the foot of Jesus and at the foot of the cross, desiring to follow well. In Jesus' name, amen. One of my great privileges is that for many, many years, I have been privileged to officiate at weddings. I think it's funny because I'm not married. 
I know nothing about what you all do who are married. Y'all be a crazy lot in my book. I have heard what separates people who are married are serious issues, money being one of them. The way you take a toothpaste tube and use it is the other. I giggled when, out of a box that I recently unpacked, a, tooth of tube, a tube of toothpaste fell out, and I looked at it, and I went, you know, this looks exactly like what's in my cabinet in the bathroom right now. I like the way I do my toothpaste. I squeeze it up from the bottom, and I fold it up as I squeeze it so, and when I'm really done with all of it, I take it and I cut the end off and I scrape out what's left. Thank you very much. That is the proper way to do a toothpaste tube, right? Right? Probably not. Because I have a feeling if you go home and look at your toothpaste tube, it does not look like this. But it's the way I do my tooth tube of toothpaste. I actually have heard the discussion between spouses where there was a major bone of contention. If you would just use the toothpaste the way I use the toothpaste, everything would be right. And I'm going, mm, mm There was a wise one in the congregation who finally said to somebody, why don't you just get another tube of toothpaste? You know... Let your spouse have one, and you have one, and we'll all be good together. This relationship thing goes to pot over the most simplest of things. And now we have Jesus and the authorities, you know, the ones who wear robes and stoles and stand up and preach. And they having a major fallout about what is authority and who gets authority and how to use authority. Shoot, if we squabble over toothpaste tubes, can you imagine the discussion there? And here they are in the midst of this moment trying to figure out how to do it. And one is trying to make sure that the other one knows that they're not up to it, that they don't have the right answer. I think it's kind of interesting that when one group is trying to control Jesus, he just kind of like steps out and says, two can play this game. If you really want to play this game, let's play it together. If we want to talk about authority, then let's talk about it in such a way that everybody is in the conversation together. Wouldn't it be lovely to know that if you study the word authority, there are two primary ways of understanding that energy. One is authority means to overpower. Yet, Another one says that authority is to increase. I would offer encourage, to share life in such a way that the people who are participating in the conversation are each valued and welcome to the conversation and integrated into the conversation, wouldn't that just be wonderful?
it's embedded in, in the marriage ceremony. I just thought I'd share you with you that this way of empowering or increasing is woven into the actual wedding service. If you really go into that service, you're going to notice that there are six primary threads that you spend your life weaving around when you are in a relationship with someone else. Notice that I said in a relationship with someone else. Friends, I would offer to you that we have a very narrow view about what the wedding service lifts. Those six threads that guide the relationship of marriage start with the word grace. That word that Christian used, because we know that the word love needs to be really unpacked and really experienced in the way that God teaches it. And if you get into the word of grace, you will have that sense of love that comes undeserved. The other thread is the word covenant. Now, there is a word that we all understand, own, and claim, yeah? Hmm, maybe. The third thing that bends through this religious experience called marriage is this vow that says, till death do us part. Everybody ready to do that one? And then when we're coming to the conclusion of the service, there is this word that comes in that I'm not sure we know what it means. The word honor, it's wrapped up in the vow that says, with all that I am and all that I have, I honor you. But we're not done there, for there's two more yet to go. There's one that talks about the witnesses, the, the beloved ones that have gathered here, you know, where that sit behind the bride and the groom, and they talk about, they have a vow that says, we've got your back. These are your beloved ones. But it's not done there because at the very end of the service, there is this plea to all of those who have gathered that those to whom love is a stranger will find us generous friends. This relationship is deep and it's big and it's important. So when Jesus and the authorities of the temple are trying to figure out how they're going to be in relationship, they start at it, but then it's not seen as an opportunity to come together. It's, I know more than you do, and I'm going to decide who you are. And Jesus says, either we do this together or we can't do it. the authority to increase, the power to explore the relationships of life. The second part of the scripture moves us into a parable, and I don't know about you, but I like parables. I like them because I can get into them and swim around in them and see all kinds of nuances that are different than what I thought. The, the presence of the parable allows us to figure out what a relationship is going to be today. 
How are we going to live into this? The power of the parable is of a father coming to a son and saying, vineyard needs tending. And he says, okay. Oops, I'm sorry, I flipped it. And he says, I'm too busy. I got things to do. It's not on my priority list. You didn't put it on my calendar. But then he thinks about it and he thinks better of it. And he goes out into the vineyard because the vineyard does need tending and there is work to be done. And this is a part of life in a family community. You do the work because it needs to be done. But Papa goes to another son and the son says, I will do it. And then who knows what happens? But he doesn't get to it. He, he doesn't get into his yes. He lives it out with a no. There are some scriptures that refer to us, let your yes be yes and your no be no. Friends, every season of our living, we have the opportunity to catch a vision of who it is that we have the authority to claim and be a part of. Some say that every church has a calling from God to fulfill, a vision. One of the great gifts of being clear about what that is, one of the great gifts of discerning and spending time and working on it, coming in all of our authorities to increase, is that we can figure out what we are able to do, what we are called to do, and then we can let go of what is not our job to do. We get this freedom to take what gifts we have and get focused and clear and live fully into it. The vision of God and the vineyard. And all of this takes place in a spirit of honor. I love that word honor. There's a reason why I love it, because it allows us to remember that what I expect for me, the assumptions that I make for me, I then extend to all who come into my presence. That which I demand for myself, I make sure I demand for you. And that's where we come into this life where the vineyard grows and we have the seed and the fruit and the harvest. Friends, the kingdom of God knows how to honor the plan of God. And it is our privilege to allow our yes to be yes and to go and increase in the goodness. My prayer for us this day is that as we become clear about what it is that we are called to do, we will let go of what is not ours to do, but our yes will be to fully engage the work that is ours, that the kingdom may be increased. 
and all are welcomed. Amen. And as we come to take our leave, we remember that responding to God's gift of honor, uh, God's gift of authority, allows us to respond with our tithes, our gifts, and our offerings. We thank the ushers for leading us out so that we might be a community that cares for each other in good and safe ways on this day. And now I would invite you to join in the message, in the benediction that is traditionally ours. May the peace of the Lord Christ go with you wherever he may send you. May he guide you through the wilderness, protect you through the storm. May he bring you home rejoicing at the wonders he has shown you. May he bring you home rejoicing once again into our doors. Thank you.